Welcome everyone to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. There's like a podcast, nothing at all. Today we are going to review Season 2, Episode 5, Dancing Homer. That's right, Homer becomes a baseball mascot. In the most Homer way possible, actually. It's part of the idea here. Of course, we are on the CKCC Radio Podcasting Channel, where you can check out all kinds of great shows, including Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk, Real Paranormal Talk, Ranking Tracks, Motivational Moves, Jay Bunny's Music Hub, The Bored to Death Binge Cast, The Race Nerd Podcast, and The Nerd Table. That's all of the uh, the shows available. Tobble? Exactly. So, uh, you ready to talk about dancing, Homer? Yeah. You ready to get your baby elephant walk on? Get on the bus, dancing, Homer. <laughs> Shut up, I'm trying to think of a name. Get it, Homer. So, of course, as we do with every episode, we need to kick things off with your chalkboard gag. Bart was writing, I will not trade pants with others. Probably good advice, I would say. And as he sits on the couch, Maggie pops up in Marge's hair. Just, there's Maggie. It's a nice cushion, I guess. I mean, it's not like it was going to be an issue, I'm, I guess, to just have her in there. How much of that is just hair, or does she have a really long head? <laughs> there's a there's a joke in one of the episodes I don't remember exactly which Simpsons episode has the joke in it I'm not that good but Marge is doing the brain you know the brain gag where they cut up and have the brain talking mm-hmm. and it's like it's three different successions and then it gets to all the way to the top it goes don't ask me I'm just here your head stopped like X amount of inches ago I always got a kick out of that. And, of course, there was the rumor that she was supposed to have bunny ears with the Life in Hell reference. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that never came to fruition because that would have been really dumb. And if it's really dumb on The Simpsons, that's probably saying something. So this is the first episode, I believe, where we're getting a nonlinear story, Right. I don't think I we've. Think they've, so. No, the first one. Well, tell. Oh yeah, that was Telltale uh, Head. Yeah, yeah. Telltale Head. Yeah. All right, so this is only the second time we're doing this. So yeah, it starts with there's a picture on the wall of the house, right? And he's like, "Oh yeah, let me tell you. I bet you're wondering how I got in a spot like that." <laughs> <laughs> so Homer's at Moe's, and he's got. Did you notice the size of the beer that he's got? I'm sure it's just a season two drawing thing, but the thing was just massive. It's like this massive jug of beer. Which, you know, I guess that's just one of those things, right? So, yeah. Homer's Maybe like, he ordered the the, uh, the venti. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there actually is giant beer in this story. Because it was like 72 ounce beers. Oh, yeah. It was like the large popcorn thing with beer it's literally a tub of beer and he's just they're just like so homer tell us about capital c he's like 
No, I don't want to do that. Come on, tell us. Well, okay. Oh, yeah, it's on the wall of the bar. Yeah. So, it's uh, nuclear plant employee spouses and no more than three children night. <laughs> okay, so uh, my father worked at a foundry that was like long generations of family members worked at, and they had an employee club, and this is the kind of stuff the employee club did. There was one day a year where we had like a big barbecue outside the stadium, and we got into the game for free. And got a little extra swag, and that was, like, the thing. And, of course, everyone's like, oh, but the boss is going to be there or anything like that, right? Like, this is one of those things. Another thing was we got to see a a free movie at Christmas time. And then we got, like, a $20 gift certificate to the Toys R Us. We did. And there was other different things that happened during the year. Yeah, we did. uh, We got the the baseball games in the Boy Scouts because we had the – the state, the local stadium at the time, it was the Cardinals, and it was the single A farm oh, team for. Damn. So you for probably had local, local high school stadiums that were nicer than that. More than likely, because I've been really... to a few single A games and I've been to high school stadiums for teams. The teams that suck and always suck have a better stadium than this single A. So, yeah, well, I grew up in the Circus area, so we had the AAA team for, for the Blue Jays at the time. Now they're with the Mets. <laughs> well, can't win them all. I liked it, though. I didn't think it was a bad it was a bad stadium. But there was always that one game every summer where we all got to go. The, the scouts all went. We all had a great time. And there was a big fireworks show afterwards. That was always the thing. And they always let us go out and run the bases beforehand. Oh, and there was always like at one point randomly during the game on the big jumbotron and the voice and the voiceover guy would be like, "Hey, everybody, we want to say thank you and congratulations to the Cross Hines Employee Club. Thanks for coming to the game today." <laughs> exactly. I also love, and that was also the same thing they did on this episode when they're all crammed in like that one section of bleachers. That's how it was. They crammed you all in a bleacher section, and they really did cram you in there. At least we weren't—we were in the lower bleachers for these games. I know. We, yeah. <laughs> well, because most of the other, most of the rest of the time I went to a game, it was usually one dollar bulletin night. You brought your church bulletin, you got in for a buck, but you were up in the upper deck. They did have the uh, the one section where you could just bring your own chair. It was just the lawn. It's oh. like, you can get in here, you just bring your own chair and just set up and watch the game. Japan but... has has on-the-floor seating, like, like in foul territory. like And they give you, like, protective equipment, but you also still have to sign a waiver in case you get busted in the face. That's awesome. It's crazy. It's, like, right on the field. Anyway. I, I would do it, yeah. So, of course... So, here's the thing, right? He's getting ready for some chicanery as Homer. Oh, First is one of the favorite gags, the one that we always misplace. It's this episode. He's got the he he's greeting all the all the employees as they enter. Mr. Burns is, and he has Smithers telling him, giving him cards or whatever to know who who everyone is. Yeah, and he goes, "You must be expecting." Yes, uh, the baby's <laughs> name's not important. I also love when they pull up to the stadium. You hear the the police sirens, and Otto's like. Oh, I guess we lost them. All right, guys, welcome to the stadium. 
freaking Otto is running from the cops, and nobody seemed to care. Everybody was totally cool. Yeah, with that, that was the weird thing too, is they got like the bus driver to drive them all on the school bus to the game. It's like, no, you got there on your own. What's surprising is Lisa's like really into the idea. Like, ah, oh, there's no better way to spend a summer's eve than at the old ballpark, which. I kind of feel like that wouldn't be a modern Lisa thing to enjoy. And she even does joins in with the taunting with Bart. Yeah, we want a pitcher, not a Billy Itcher. We want a catcher, not a Billy Scratcher. All the, the classic kid stuff that she would yell. And the... Tell me when your father stops itching him, so. Different oh, episode. Different still. episode, yeah. But I like how Bart's like, they're like, oh, pay attention, son. You know, some of these players might be famous someday. Oh, we're not going to get to see any washed-up major leaguers. Yeah, we got a nice mix of bag here. And, of course, the there's a, then there's the, the washed-up Flash Baylor, who's just... So uh, who is the best player you got to see in a minor league game? I couldn't tell you, to be honest. I don't remember. I any. got to see Shannon Stewart and Carlos Delgado. All right, that's actually, that's actually the pretty cool. Two best cool. players I got to see. Uh, I'd ha I honestly couldn't tell you because I've been to a couple of minor league games, not always those games, and I'm sure I've seen somebody that was worth something, but I don't remember the name. Because it probably it would be one of those people that's only famous if you really know your baseball kind of thing. You know, it's not it's not a Lou Gehrig or Babe Ruth. Although I know Carlos Delgado, I'd be I would have been okay with that. Yeah. Hey Flash, we sign my ball, get lost. And then Marge is like, Let me let me show you something. Ooh, ooh Flash, look at there's a hottie looking over for you. It's like a cougar cougar alert or something. He actually writes, you know, I'm in, he puts his hotel number on it. And Homer's like, Wow, Flash Baylor came on to my wife. <laughs> and of course, who's doing the ceremonial first pitch? Mr. Burns, who just goes, Ugh. And just lobs it right in front of and him. And now it's time for Bleeding Gums Murphy to sing oh, the God. National Anthem. <laughs> you, throw, you throw like my sister, man. Yeah, you throw like me. <laughs> Get it, Lisa. Oh, my God. It starts at 7.30 and ends at 7.56. Mm -hmm. Shoot him out. I'm blowing up in there. Yeah. <laughs> It's really funny, but it's also... As you see everyone get fatigued with Lisa because he's, like, one of her heroes. He, she, she's she's still super into it, yeah. Super into it. <laughs> the big thing was... I, I, I think that's actually a really clever take on the fact that too many people will perform the National Anthem and try to put a spin on it, and it gets really obnoxious after a while. Like, just sing the damn song. Oh, and if you can't sing the song, don't sing the song. Nothing's worse than butchering the national anthem. Because it should be one of the easiest songs to perform. It, my favorite is when they just don't know the lines. Uh, and then you get, the, you get the famous moment where Maurice Cheeks comes over and helps the little girl. But when it's like a little... It's one of the like, most heartfelt moments in the history of sports. What's a little kid? That's one thing. I don't think that's... Uh, yeah. So, of course... Uh, the Isotopes are expected to lose their 27th consecutive game. So Homer's just having a blast, taunting everybody. And then here comes Burns and sits down right next to him. And, uh, but they end up bonding. Now, Marge, Marge is loving the fact that Homer can't make an ass out of himself, or at least he shouldn't. 
And he already did because he was on the Jumbotron. They caught him with his fly down. Hey, look at me. Oh, wait. XYZ. <laughs> but then, yeah, they uh, Burns buys Homer a beer. The giant freaking popcorn bucket of beer. He's like, I suppose you'd want a little uh, brewski, you know? Yeah. No way, Mr. Burns. Oh, because I was hoping you would join me. Oh. <laughs> okay. And then when they get drunk, they do their own wave. The two-man wave. Oh, the two-man wave. And then they're just, like, doing, like, ancient, like, 1906 taunts. Kissing Betty Crocker and shit. The hit turns off his rocker, kissing Betty Crocker. He's like, oh, I've thrown out a few zingers in my day. <laughs> I I love when they date Mr. Burns. Those are some of my favorite Mr. Burns gags. Is like, he's either super weak, like, <laughs> like he can't even wrestle with a... He can't even wrestle a lollipop with a child perhaps that will come up in a future episode but also like when he makes those really really outdated turn of the century references i also love there's a joke where it's like what's my pin number it's your age sir oh yes and you just hear him do the four digit (laughs) pin they have a couple of really good jokes with that like his social security number is not 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 two um, He's the Burns. second person ever to get a social security. Damn you, Teddy Roosevelt. But yeah, the uh, of course they're all just they're not having it. The team's actually uh, got a chance here, and nobody cares. And Homer's like, "Come on, guys, they're gonna actually win this. Get off your rumps!" And with a little bit of alcohol and confidence in him, because of bonding with Mr. Burns, he gets out in the dugout and he just starts dancing away. And the player hits a home run, and the isotopes hit the isotopes win a game. The isotopes win a game, and Homer is just on top of the world right now. He's absolutely loving it. <clears throat> so of course, they're just like, "Hey, we want to. Uh, we're gonna make you our mascot because you actually uh, fired him up." Burns is a little incensed by it, about the employee making an ass out of himself, but Antoine Tex O'Hara shows up. He's like, I own the Isotopes, and I want you to be our new mascot. Homer's just like, okay. So he he goes along with it. And he becomes, oh yeah, but he can't think of a name. And that was the, the joke for the guy in the bus. Get on the bus, dancing Homer. Will you shut up? I'm trying to think of a name. Oh, and they do the band from all life from company outings. So they do the whole montage with Homer and all the stuff that he's doing. You know, Bart's joining him. He's feeling a little reggae, so they tie in Baby Elephant Walk with the reggae tune. And there's Jamaican guys there. (laughs) Yeah, we had the good at Homer. And then every single time they win a game and the popularity goes up, you notice his name always got bigger on the sign? Yeah, it was like the Isotopes featuring Dancing Homer. And then by the end, it's Dancing Homer and the Isotopes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then uh, a Simpson on a t-shirt. Who thought we'd ever see the day? Who thought we'd ever see the day, yeah. But unfortunately, they end up losing a game. And right Topes after- lose. Topes, Topes lose. lose. And Homer, uh, oh, when he tries to spell out Springfield and the the people chant it wrong, he spells it right, but they chant F L E E D. 
revealed. Oh, it's so great. Yeah, so he gets called into the boss's office. They're like, Homer, we knew you weren't going to be here forever. He's like, oh, let me guess. You lose one game and you fire the mascot, huh? Can't fire any of the players. Nope. You got called up to Capital City. And he gives the infamous Lou Gehrig speech. He's the luckiest mascot in the world. So, yeah, the uh, capital, the great Capital City goofball. He needs a, more of a break now. He's getting older. He needs a break. So, for one... Ending the game, you're gonna be you're gonna take over for him. And now comes the first time they just abandon the house. Yep. And uh, it, I, I always I love the sequences of goodbyes and everything. Where like, you know, Homer saying goodbye to his friends, uh, Bart and Milhouse are spit buddies, and then Lisa's just like, I kind of feel like this would have meant more if we actually got to know each other. And they're like, Yeah, probably. Just nobody cares that Lisa's leaving. And then Patty and Selma are trying to give Marge like an actual like emotional goodbye and Homer's just honking the horn at him. Ah, oh, look at that. He can use a horn. How about that? Marge, please. Yeah, Marge, please. I talk to Marge. So they're off to Capital City and they have a Tony Bennett song about Capital City. Capital City actually pretty good it's uh believe in fact i've got my trivia in front of me here this is the first guest star to star as themselves on the show is tony Tony bennett well there you go that's welcome to capital city folks it's not a bad first guest star right old tony bennett Man, Tony Bennett was born in 1926, so he's almost 100 years old. He's yep. like 94. Goulet. Yeah, he's he's definitely up there. Good old Tony Bennett. But yeah, he's a... Uh... Doing duets with Lady Gaga. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true, yeah. And of course, they're doing all the tourist stuff as they're going through the city. Like, oh, look, street crime. The fame... Ooh, the service as <laughs> a bum watches the windshield. Yeah. <laughs> You'll go nuts when you reach 4th Street and D. I've got to get the, the picture of that. And all the all the signs and everything, like all the fancy stuff. And then Homer says the famous the famous thing that happened. He Marge fell asleep before he did. Because he was so nervous about spelling out Capital City. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, like, up trying to do his spelling thing. So, of course, it's time for Homer to reach the big time, and he's looking at the stadium, and who greets him? But Tom Post invoicing the Capital City Goofball. And it's like, oh, just call me plain old goof. It's just, you know, it gets to the fifth inning and I gotta take a piss. And it takes forever to get this thing on and off. So come in, do your thing, and then tag back out. So, uh, Homer's all ready to do this. He's all set. He's nervous. But he's enjoying his, uh, his Red Hots. These do taste better at the ballpark. Oh, I love the line. It's great weather here under the dome. <laughs> yes. 
I would always say shit like that if I was a commentator under a freaking. Oh, absolutely. Movie. You'd have to have you'd have to have fun with that. It's a temperate seventy three degrees here in the dome. <laughs> and then, of course, Homer gets his big moment. He goes out there. Nobody cares, and he's like, "It was so quiet. You could hear everyone's smart ass remark." This this shtick might work in the sticks, but this is the big meetings. This is the majors, and the only time he gets cheered is when he finally drags his carcass out of there. And that's it. Homer doesn't have what it takes, and he just stands there and gets fired in his jockstrap. So, yep. Just get your clothes on. The family, yeah, it's kind of, it's it's kind of sad, but yeah. By the way, I also love that the uh, when they're watching the game, they're in the uh, the section for the players' ex wives. Yeah, they get told they're in the wives' question section, and they're like way up there. It's like no, it's the ex wives. Why would you even have a section for that? Uh, that it's one of those one of those things that almost makes no sense. You oh, get... maybe they they uh, negotiated it in a divorce settlement. <laughs> Perhaps I still get free tickets. All right, yeah, fine, but you got to sit in the worst possible seats. <clears throat> but you know what? As Homer finishes up the story, all the barflies are leaning in for attention. He's the center of attention. You ever wonder how stories of degradation just make you popular? I don't know. They just do. It's a good. It's a good episode. What do you think? That's yeah, one of the fun sports ones. This our this is our first sports first major episode. sports episode, really? Yeah, because they haven't done we haven't done anything about that. There's there hasn't been a football episode yet. There won't be hockey for a while. Homer at the bat is season three, so yeah, yeah, sounds about right. You ready for some trivia, Dan? Trivia time. Do you know what we what got mentioned for the very first time ever in this episode? I never actually realized this, and I would not have picked this up unless I was told. Shelbyville. Uh-huh. Shelbyville's first mention happens here. The Shelbyville Shelbyvillians. Yeah, that's who they're playing. You know, all my spo- all my uh, fantasy sports teams are called the Hunters Villains. I did not notice this either, but when uh, Homer's talking to the goofball in the locker room, there's a picture of Homer dancing with Princess Cashmere taped up in the locker room. So Homer's picture made it pretty far. The writers didn't actually know how to end the episode. They had no idea how to conclude it. So James L. Brooks was like, how about we do a wraparound with Homer telling the story at Most Tavern? They're like, okay, let's go with that. So that's why they did the nonlinear storytelling. Because yeah, like they just they just come back home and that's <laughs> yeah, it. That's it. <laughs> like yeah. there's got to be something. Pretty much, yeah. There's a sign on the outfield wall advertising Royal Majesty, which is the clothing store that Carl took Homer to in Simpson and Delilah. Ron. Ron Taylor was supposed to reprise his role as Bleeding Gum Murphy for the cameo, but he was unable to do so, so they got Daryl Coley to fill in for him. 
And of course, how could you possibly sing a one-minute song over a 26-minute span? It's a musical technique where a single syllable of text is sung over many notes in succession called melisma. Learn something new every day. It just sounds like a health condition. (laughs) Uh, Other signs at the stadium include Moe's Tavern, hit this sign and win a free well drink. Girdles and such fancy lingerie, the Springfield Mall, and the Jerky Hut. And who inspired Dancing Homer? That would be American baseball fan Wild Bill Hagee, who earned the nickname The Roar from 34 for his chance during the 1970s in Section 34 at Baltimore's Memorial Stadium. And Hagee used to spell out O-R-I-O-L-E-S with his arms, just like Homer did. One of the writers, David Isaacs, was actually a minor league baseball announcer, which came in handy when they were doing this episode. And Ken Levine, who produced the episode, he was actually the one who gave directions for the characters' looks and even the ambiance for the episode. Also, when uh, Burns reveals that he used the chant on Connie Mack in Shibby Park, the park was opened in 1909 in Philadelphia and renamed Connie Mack Stadium in 1956. So a little bit of baseball history was even thrown out there. All right. That just about wraps up Dance and Homer. It's a good one. Yeah. It's... Yeah, it, it, and it aged. I think it aged well too. Like that's the, that's the other thing too, right? Is you can still go back and watch an episode like this and have fun with it. And those are some of the best old Simpsons episodes. They, uh, the ones that they age well. They have good jokes in them, and you remember them. And everybody remembers Dance and Homer. Next time on the Stupid Sexy Podcast, we're going to talk about not Dead Poet Society, Dead Putting Society. We're going to go from Major League Baseball to Putt-Putt Golf. What else would we possibly talk about? (laughs) I mean, it's the next episode. It is. I'll be coming up next time here on the Stupid Sexy Podcast, part of the CKCC Radio family of podcasts. We will see you guys next time. Bye.